Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between. So, I don't know. I think about a lot of stuff as an asexual. And I would just like to say, we're not broken. You're not broken. And here's the thing that I will say. When someone does tell you, oh, if you're asexual, you're, you're broken. I looked at someone in the eye and told them that I was and that the last piece to my puzzle to make me whole again was sushi. I agreed with them, said I was broken, and then said that my fulfillment in life was sushi. A bit sad, but have you had sushi? It's amazing. But it got me thinking on... A lot of things people will say to asexuals when they come out. And how I have some things to say about that. So, the first one, you haven't found the right person yet. If that is true, here's the th- if, if, if is good. If that is true, that would make me demisexual. Which is still on the A-spectrum. Go figure. But it's just funny when they're like, you just haven't met the right guy yet. And I'm like, well, I'm still on the asexuality spectrum, even if that is the case. I mean, it's not. But it is. Like, I highly doubt I'm going to walk, I'm going to like, walk around the Walmart or something and see a guy and then the waterfall is gonna start like I don't think that's how it works <laughs> call me crazy but I that ain't that's not how it works hun um let's see another one you're too young Okay, when people, when you come out and people try to say, oh, you're too young, I just, it makes me feel like, like I'm in an episode of Phineas and Ferb. Aren't you boys a little too young to be thinking about sexual attraction? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> like, that, it pops in my head anytime someone says, aren't, weren't you a little young for that? You know, when I was younger and coming out, people were like, you shouldn't be thinking about sex. You're too young for that. And I was like, this is it. This is my childhood dream. I am finally in a Phineas and Ferb episode. (laughs) But like, I just look at them and I'm like, okay. What if I'm 20 and still think that way? Like, exactly. It's like, if I, if I come out when I'm 10 and you are like, oh no, that's not true. And if I'm 20 and I still feel the same way, the fuck are you going to say then? Probably some bullshit. But the other one, which is essentially don't knock it, don't knock it till you try it. I.e., This is usually targeted towards asexuals that are virgins, so people who figure out they're asexual and embrace it before they've had their first time. Like, 
before they realize they're asexual, there's a social norm that you're supposed to have. You're supposed to lose your virginity. Which is like a social construct too. Like I get that to some people losing your virginity, that's like a big step in intimacy and everything. But we we hold it up to a standard that it's really not. Like, it's really dumb. Don't even get me started on the hymen thing where people are like, oh, your hymen's broken, you're a whore. Because, bitch, you can do that. Well, you can break your hymen by doing the splits. Like, the hymen is actually a very easy um, piece of tissue to rip. (laughs) A lot of people probably have, if they are any kind of act, like, do any kind of activity, horseback riding, like sports, anything, you've probably ripped your hymen. <laughs> Just saying. But, you know, people will say, how, have you, how do you know you don't like sex if you haven't tried it? And it's like, okay, Karen, how do you know you're straight? But like, I feel like that's what, I feel like that's what we have to start saying when people say, how do you know you don't like sex if you haven't tried it? And it's like, okay, well... It's like, how do you know you don't like women if you've never gotten with one? I think that's a pretty easy way to make someone look at it and be like, oh shit. Like, I don't know. If they, if they still don't believe you after that, then they're really just stupid and close-minded and are scared that I don't know we found we find a lot of stuff better to do than sex and watching porn and thinking about the next guy or girl will fuck Um, this one's my favorite it's just the chemicals in your brain making you feel that way Um, that's kind of the whole point of the brain. The brain is literally neurons and chemicals. Its whole job, it gives you your whole personality through how your neurons are laid out and the how the chemicals interact with each other. Like, that's what mental illnesses are. You do realize that, like depression? Depression is a lack of a certain chemical because, dear God, I cannot remember. It's serotonin, isn't it? Which is also in chocolate, I think. It's It's serotonin or dopamine. One of those is the happiness chemical and your brain just lacks that. It doesn't secrete enough to keep you happy. So literally everything in the brain is chemical related so people like it's just the chemicals in your brain making you feel that way and it's like so so you mean it's doing its job you mean the brain is producing chemicals (gasps) the horror it's just so it's so stupid especially to me i I'm going into school to study neuroscience. So when people try to pull that shit, like to be all scientific and everything, I'm like, 
Shut the fuck up. That that's the whole point. That is literally the point of the brain. Is to produce chemicals to make us feel things or not feel things. Because here's the thing, when they say it's just the chemicals in your brain making you feel that way, you can make the same argument to gay people. It's the chemicals in their brain making them feel that way. I mean, it is. There's nothing wrong with it, though. Because here's the thing. You can't use the depression one because then they'll be like, Oh, asexuality is a mental disorder. And it's like, fuck off. The reason why depression is a mental disorder and asexuality and basically everything LGBT is not is because me being asexual is not detrimental to my health. Me liking potato chips more than sex is not detrimental to my health. I mean, if I don't work out, it probably will be. <laughs> but that's besides the point. The point is, being LGBT with the chemicals in your brain making, making you LGBT, that is not life-threatening. Someone being non-binary does not threaten their life. I mean, it might with, like, bigots and everything because, you know, fuck them. But it is nowhere near as life-threatening as clinical depression or schizophrenia or all those things which are chemicals in your brain making you feel and act a certain way. Because here's the th and here's the thing. Some of those um, mental illnesses, they show up later in life. They sh yeah, they show up later in life. They're not- I, that's a horrible- that's a horrible thing. Because asexuality technically shows up later in life because when you're five, you're not supposed to be turned on. Like there's a switch on the back of us or something. But... LGBT is not detrimental to our health. Mental illnesses, on the other hand, like depression, and schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, those can be detrimental to your health. They can be detrimental to mental and physical health. LGBT isn't. What's detrimental to our mental and physical health are bigots and exclusionists. Those are the people that really endanger LGBT. I cannot put the QIA because honestly, I will. <laughs> I can't speak. So I will. I'll sound like an idiot. And it's like every year they add a new letter, and I'm like, it's great because it's them showing, like, hey, this identity is a thing, and we'll prove it by putting it into the official acronym. And it's like, that is. Great, but dear God, I'm not going to type all of that out. What is it? LGBTQIA. I grew up with just LGBT+. And that's what I'm going to use because that's what that little plus is for. And it's just so much easier for me to say because I'm too 
dumb to put in that many letters. But, yeah. So, chemicals in your brain, that is why you're like that. Um, and anyone who tries to argue, use ke brain chemicals as an argument to you being asexual is a fucking dumbass and needs to go back and take a college biology class. Like, literally the most simple one. I had a chat, we had a chapter on the nervous system, which includes the brain. And you basically, it's a very, it's like only a paragraph of neuroscience, but it basically tells you that it secretes chemicals that make you feel things. But, yeah, I guess that's the whole thing. That's me debunking every argument people have used against my asexuality. Oh, actually, there's one more. When I first came out, my friends didn't really understand asexu asexuality because I was the only one of my friends, I'm the only one of my friend group that is asexual. You know, a lot of them are queer, which I'll just say to put under the LGBT umbrella because I cannot list everything. Most of them are bi, we'll put it that way. Some of them are other orientations. So, when I first came out, and I would look at guys, because I'm asexual, but heteroromantic. So, I look at, I'd look at guys and i go, oh, he's pretty cute, or oh, he's hot. And my friends would look at me and go, I thought you were asexual. You know, like, I'm asexual, which means I cannot see that he's good-looking. Which is dumb, and they don't do it anymore because every time it happened, my response was the same. I'm asexual, not blind. That, that was the argument I said. Whenever I pointed out someone looked good, and they tried to say that I thought you were asexual, that's what I said. I'm asexual, not blind. So, there's another thing for asexuals to use if they ever get that. Thankfully, my friends were all understandable and were like, oh, okay, she's asexual, but she can still think people are hot. People are hot, I just don't want to fuck them. You know, it's like when you look at your dog, they're fucking adorable, but you don't want to fuck them. This disgusting example, but I just watched a thing from about Shane Dawson with his cat, because I've been on like the Shane Dawson wagon for a for years. And I found a channel that does little things where it like dives into the drama and breaks down and he gives his own opinions. And I watched his one on Shane Dawson and I was like, holy shit, I have been out of the fucking loop. What the fuck? And that's why it came up, because I was up till one in the morning watching this dude's videos on, like, all the drama. Or, it's it's old, kind of old drama now, but I'm just now learning of it, because I watch, <laughs> I watch PewDiePie and the Sidemen on YouTube, and that's it. <laughs> like, I, w I wish there was more, but that that's it. That's, like, all I watch on YouTube. <laughs>
plus like two or three others, but PewDiePie and the Sidemen is like, that's all I watch. Uh, but those are some things for asexuality. You know, I guess comebacks is a good way to say it. Oh no, I have the hiccups. Oh god, kill me now, please. <laughs> okay, but you know what we can talk about? I'm gonna tell a story about some one of my friends, and I'm using that term loosely, completely disregards the fact that I'm asexual. And I'm on my asexuality, because I don't think I dove that much into it in the first episode where I described how I learned I was asexual and how I came out to my friends with a couple funny stories. My asexuality is like, I'm curious about sex. And that's about it. I know that's me going in depth into my sexual, into my sexuality. I'm curious, but I still ain't gonna go near it. Like, I, I wanna know what happens, but that would require doing it, is a thing. Like, I want to one day, to figure out, to um, see what all the hype is about, or to get it over with, and considering that is the mentality I have, I am not emotionally ready to have sex. <laughs> But when my mentality towards sex is, yeah, I'll find someone and I'll get it over with. That just proves that I shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> but we have, oh God, voice crack, ugh. But that's basically what it is. But up until like a year ago, maybe, I had not told everyone that I was slightly curious about what the hype was about and that I did one day want to have sex to basically like I hate to say it, you get what all the hype's about see what all the hype is about is there hype is there not hype is everyone over exaggerating because <laughs> I guess I just I want to experience it but I haven't gotten turned on <laughs> to experience it that is, is the problem because I do know that having sex when you're not turned on especially for for um, pizza, people with vaginas can actually be can actually be kind of painful I do know that because I know like this isn't a biology lesson but your vagina does stuff that makes the sex easier and my and I haven't encountered anyone or anything that has made my vagina do those things. So we are going to call the person in this story. Oh, I need something that none of my friends are named. James. I don't have a friend named James. I'm writing a book and one of the characters' name is James and I literally leaned over onto my desk to see like the character sheet I have for him and I was like, that one. 
So, James and I were friends in freshman year. All throughout freshman year, we were really close. Like, we were inseparable my freshman year. We always hung out at each other's houses. We were attached to the hip at school. And everyone knows that about halfway through sophomore year is when I came out. Ooh, wait, I can I can get them like roughly the month. So it was after I broke up with my boyfriend. October, November, December, January, February. It was like in March. March of my sophomore year, and I do not remember what year that was. But March of my sophomore year is when I came out. Because I came out came out a month after I broke up with him. And it was I realized I was asexual like a month before I broke up with him. <laughs> Kinda of bad. But anyways, James and I were inseparable. Sophomore year happened and we were slightly less but that wasn't because I came out, it's because I was dating one of we were like a trio. So it'd be me, James, and my ex. We'll call we'll call him ex. There's no harsh feelings. We're good friends now. But we'll call him ex. So James, me, James, and ex were a trio freshman year. We were like all inseparable because James and X were friends, were best friends in middle school, and I moved there my freshman year. And then I got kind of added to the group, but I was better friends with James than I was with X. X and I started dating and that pulled me and James apart a bit because what I didn't know at the time is that James liked me. Is that James had a crush on me. So he was also trying to slightly sabotage me and X's relationship which didn't need much sabotaging. We just realized we were better friends. But, so junior year, it is now over a year since I have come out. I had got, I move a lot because of my parents' job. So I found out I was moving and where I was moving to and I told all of my friends hey I'm moving to this place to point B which is which is on the other side of the country so I'm in lunch I'm in the lunch line with James James and I we always went and got lunch and we were still good friends for junior year So, he comes up, we're sitting there, and we always got lunch together. So we had the same lunch period. And while we're in lunch, while we're in line for lunch, he looks at me and he goes, So, if it was me, I wouldn't want to have sex with a complete stranger, like with someone I'd known for three months. If it was me... I'd want to have sex with a good and trusted friend before. 
and I'm like, I'm just staring at him at this point. Cause I'm like, what is your, what, what, what is, what is your point here? I didn't say that because I was just kind of staring at him like, okay, what the fuck? And he looks at me and he goes, sees the confusion. He goes, what I'm saying is, would you like to have sex with me before you leave? James and I have never dated and he was asking me for sex a year after I had come out as asexual. So it was common knowledge to all of my friends at this point that I was asexual, that I was not interested in sex. I did not want to have sex with anybody. And he still asked. Now, I'm panicking because all I want is to get my canned coffee I just want my coffee and my pizza because we had like the a la carte thing which is basically this where all the good food was and they had pizza and they also had the starbucks cans of starbucks cans of coffee and i got a slice of pizza and coffee every day and i was like bro i just want my pizza and coffee but in my panic state and i didn't know what to say because who the fuck expects to get propositioned in the middle of the high school cafeteria. <laughs> so we just looked at him and went, I'll think about it. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So it's kind of awkwardly quiet because I just got asked for sex. I mean, who wouldn't be awkward? So we buy our food, we leave. I ditch him and go to like some of our other friends like these are friends that were girls and I'm like y'all what the fuck <laughs> they're like what and I'm like Andrew just asked me if I wanted to have sex with him in the lunch line they were like in in the lunch line I'm like yeah they're like what'd you say and I'm like I told him I'd think about it and they're all yelling at me that I'm stupid and one of them who actually I don't know if she knew I was asexual I think she did, kind of. I never explicitly told her, but I think hanging out with all our with our friends, she knew. So she came to our friend group later because she started dating one of our friends, and she was talking about if I was like, as if I was legitimately considering the idea. Because obviously, if she knew I was asexual, she didn't know to like the depths it went. <laughs> so she was like. Well, I know it's pretty big and we have like no boundaries in our friend group. So unfortunately, I knew that too. <laughs> but he goes, well, I know it's pretty big. And when I had, when I first had sex with my boyfriend, it hurt a lot. And I know that James is bigger than my boyfriend. Sounds really bad. But once again, our friend group had no boundaries. We probably, we needed some boundaries, but... We had none. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, like taking this advice. And I just decide I'm not going to mention it ever again. So I stay quiet. I'm in the band room. He comes up, he sits next to me, and he goes, So since you haven't brought it up again, I'm going to go with sex being a no. And I was like, yeah yeah it is he was like oh okay that was the end of that but 
it's still a funny story to tell people or to remind or like my friends will remind me that I got asked for sex in the middle of the cafeteria while I was just trying to buy my lunch. I, I just wanted my food and I was getting asked for sex. <laughs> but that's all I have time for for this episode. Next episode will be sometime next week. I think this is like a week after. I don't know exactly when I filmed last episode. It was, I think it's been a week or a little over a week, but that's all I have time for for this episode. I will see you guys next week on another episode of The Ace Space, the podcast perfectly safe for all LGBT orientations and especially asexuals considering I am one. But that's it. I'll see you guys next week. Have fun. Uh, Be gay, do crimes. Bye.